Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Good morning and welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Main Street Radio. I'm James Bennett, sitting in for Michelle Yancey, our regular host. I'm with Cliché China Sutton, the owner of Studio Elan, located at 405 Roland Avenue Northeast in Washington, D.C. China, thanks for taking time to tell us about Studio Elan. First of all, why the name Studio Elan for your business? Sure. The name Studio Elan was created with the best ideas of mine to capture the environment appearance and the ambiance of the salon. Elan is French which means a distinctive style and flair. In English, Elan represents sophisticated, elegant, confident, style, and beautiful. What on Avenue, Northeast, uh, a, a, a highway that takes you from downtown all the way to Maryland. Why did you decide to open a business along the Rhode Island Avenue corridor? After serving the area for many years by attending the Greater Mount Calvary Holy Church, as well as becoming more involved within the community, due to the area's demographics, lack of exposure, and local competitors, I realized that the residents of Rhode Island Avenue was in great need of having the opportunity to experience a beauty service in an upscale environment. I researched over 80% of the locals on no account visit other areas of the district for beauty treatments or services. Therefore, my passion was to be able to conveniently offer the experience within walking distance of their residence. What were challenges you overcame before opening Studio Elan? There were many challenges and obstacles to overcome. Um, working with the several contractors and architects to bring my vision to life was very difficult. In addition, working with the Department of Consumer and Regulatory Affairs, many procedures and guidelines were very redundant. The business regulations, business licensing, as well as the approval process were not as advanced as they are today. It can be difficult to not only start a business, but to maintain and grow a business. How have you been able to make Studio Elan thrive? You're absolutely correct. It could be difficult. Um, Studio Elan is able to maintain and continue to thrive due to maintaining my company's mission, which is to escape the stress of everyday life and relax while enhancing your natural beauty. We've been able to build strong vendor and customer relationships, which is critical to the long-term liability of my company. Developing a trust and loyalty with customers is an absolute must. The majority of my business success is having the loyal clients and long-term customers, which has given both of us the opportunity to reach the benefits from one another. Let me just ask you a different kind of question. Um, what is the longest uh, participating customer you have? 
Can you think of a person that's been here for 12 years? Absolutely. We have customers that have been a part of the Studio Elon family prior to Studio Elon. So we have customers that have um, frequent the stylist um, for up to 30 years. So yes. That's, 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 that's so, so, so important. And that really, as you just mentioned, demonstrates customer loyalty. Absolutely. What support have you received from the businesses uh, along Rhode Island Avenue, from family, and from Rhode Island Avenue Main Street? We received great support from the uh, Rhode Island Avenue Main Street, uh, Washington Community Investment Front, DC Facades, uh, Latino Economic Development Corporation, as well as our council member's office and our neighborhood ANC. We've gotten great support for uh, technical assistance, marketing, and great exposure. Our family and friends assistance has always been provided even before the business was established. I also offer small business network mix mixers to help other businesses in the area to grow and gain exposure. It's a perfect opportunity for cross-networking. Describe services your business provides. Studio Elan offers an array of services, primarily focused on women's hair care, makeup services, basic massage therapy, as well as men's haircuts. We also offer professional development workshops to support upcoming small businesses and potential entrepreneurs. Children are welcome. I noticed that on your website. How are children's services different from adult services? Most of our children's services are basically the same. Um, we do have a, a selection of children who do not, do not receive like chemical services, so they're more natural. Um, but for the most part, the services are pretty much the same. That's good, that's mm -hmm. good. And probably these children will be clients of yours for many years, hopefully. Absolutely, oh, yes. Yeah, we have children that we've been servicing since they were seven and eight years old, and now they're in college. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so. Oh, that's, that's absolutely incredible. What are new trends in the total body care industry? The new trends are uh, organic and natural hair products, uh, as well as beauty and skincare products is, are new as far as organic and natural. Um, the beauty industry, as well as the client demands, are steering away from chemical-based and extra additive products. The industry is constantly evolving, therefore it is important in staying on the cutting edge of the new trends. Yeah, and new, new trends are evolving. I mean, you see it on television, Absolutely. you see it in newspapers and magazines, and it's always been something that has, for me, been mind-boggling. Yeah. It's as though whatever you want to do to your hair or to your skin, they've got something They for have it. something for it. And this is sort of an aside, it's, it's almost like the medical profession. Yes. If you have an illness, we got something for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And you can probably get that something right over the counter at a CVS or a Rite Aid. So on some level, it's uh, you want to do something with beauty, come on in. Absolutely. Come on yeah, in. I would consider us as the doctors and, to, and the dentists of our industry. That's a wonderful <laughs> way to put that. That's a wonderful way to put that. 
What is your future for Studio Elan, your future vision for Studio Elan? Uh, my future vision for Studio Elan is to expand within the community by offering more community outreach events, as well as possibly opening a new location within the next three to five years. And since you've been here for 12 years, I expect that that will That, that will happen, happen. <laughs> surely. Very good. Okay, so we've been talking for about 10 to 15 minutes now. How can our listeners get in touch with Studio Elan? Sure. Studio Elan can be reached by visiting our website, which is at www.studio-elan.com. We can also be reached via Facebook or Twitter by searching Studio Elan within your search engine. And lastly, feel free to follow us on Instagram at 405 Studio Elan. There's no reason why our listeners cannot get in contact with you. Absolutely not. And, and I must say, I am here in Studio Elan. And please go to the website, check out the pictures, uh, check out some information. But you got to come in to yes. actually see please come what in. I'm seeing. And, and I'm going on a limb here. You will not be disappointed. Thank you. China, thank you so much for taking time. This has been very, very informative. And uh, we will talk again. Thank you, and thanks for the opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. You're more than welcome. Thank you. We've been talking again to China Sutton, the owner of Studio Elan, located at 405 Rolland Avenue, Northeast in Washington, D.C. Hey, welcome back to the second half of today's episode. Uh, we are now joined by um, new, brand new, newly minted Deputy Mayor for Greater Economic Opportunity, Courtney Snowden. Hello, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, thank you for being here. Oh, I so wouldn't happy be anywhere else. So, uh, one of the first things that Mayor Bowser did was create the Office of the Deputy Mayor for Greater Economic Opportunity, and um, if I'm my memory serves me correct. You were uh, installed in that office mid-April? Mid-April, that's right. Okay. Although it feels like both a year and a day at the same time. And you have hit the ground running. We have hit the ground running. We've got a fantastic team in our office. We have some pretty amazing agencies within our cluster, the Department of Employment Services and the Department of Small and Local Business Development, the Commission on Fathers, Men and Boys, and the Office of African American Affairs. And we have hit the ground running. We have a charge to really expand uh, economic opportunity, prosperity, and growth around this city and, and really lift up overlooked and underserved communities and we got a lot of work to do so we had to start running <laughs> we are building this plane while we're flying it so so tell me about um, some of the some of the targeted programs that that you see really uh, in need of special attention from India yeah so it's an interesting question right because here's the thing that's so fascinating when the mayor created this position um, she thought that this would be the deputy mayor for east of the river and soon realized that actually there are overlooked and underserved communities in many parts of our city not just east of the river um, and one could argue at Rhode Island for a long time was certainly overlooked and underserved yep. but we have seen a really fantastic uh, growth and development of this main street and it's it's spreading and feels like it's moving quickly in part because of the great work that you're doing um, you know, we really believe, you know, having the Department of Small and Local Business Development means that we have to invest uh, a lot in our small businesses in a way that we haven't in years past. And so what we will see, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, what we will see 
uh, over the coming years is a Department of Small and Local Business Development that really focuses on small businesses that are not CBEs. Um, we've had a significant focus on certified business enterprises, um, and there are only 1,100 in the city. But as you know, there are many businesses that have no interest in doing business with the government but also right. need support and help. Right. And so as the Department of Small and Local Business Development gets its, its uh, sea legs under the directorship of Anna Harvey, who I know you, we, you she, just we, talked to yeah, recently, right? Um, we're going to see signif a significantly different way in which the agency interacts and supports small businesses throughout the city, and in particular in overlooked and underserved communities. But I think that really talks, really relies on four real things. Developing the capacity of businesses, identifying and making uh, capital available to them, um, hopefully getting some much better customer service out of the Department of Small and Local Business Development um, and making sure that businesses that do want to do business with this city government actually are able to get contracts successfully. And so you'll see that in new programming but also with some existing program like Main Streets and others um, that we've made available in particular to small businesses in the city. Fantastic. Fantastic. So uh, if if you were to, to cast your, your eye forward um, a couple of years, uh, what, what would you say some, some legislative priorities Ooh, might look like? Good questions. Um, <clears throat> one of the, so some, some of the work that uh, we have to do has to be done via legislation, but some is actually just stuff that we can do pretty easily. And one of those things is making sure that it's much, much easier um, for businesses that want to do business with the government to do it, uh, and to do it effectively and easily. And so what we are committed to is making sure that small businesses are able to sell whatever it is they sell to government, um, but more importantly, making sure that if they provide a service to, they can do that uh, to government. And then I think we've also got to be a little bit more thoughtful about how we make capital available to small business owners. Um, and so what, we'll, what we will see, hopefully, is some new programs coming out that actually provide significant amounts of capital in different ways, both grants and microloans. I, I think both of those um, both of those topics are are fascinating, and certainly at the heart of some of the the interests and concerns that we have here on Rhode Island Avenue, and I'm I'm sure that they're replicated elsewhere in the city. Uh, you know, taking the the first stab at uh, you know licensing and 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 business registration type issues for businesses. Um, I know it's. You know, for many businesses, particularly in our area, where we have these big, beautiful mm -hmm. white sidewalks, mm -hmm. um, they're they're looking at um, opening restaurants with sidewalk seating. They're looking at uh, brand new facades. They're looking at uh, bringing in some uh, more creative businesses. And and we also want to make sure that our our older businesses, the folks that have been here, mm -hmm. you know, thirty, forty years, we want to make sure that they've got. Um, everything uh, working correctly for them yep. as far as licensing and registration. Um, but there seems to be such a, a network of, of permitting processes that businesses have to go through. Yes. Uh, whether it's... I've heard a little about that. <laughs> I bet you have. So, so you know, not, not, I know I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Um, you know, whether it's DCRA or DDOT or Department of Health, there's, there's just such a network in it on so many... Uh, instances it seems like um 
there are just a lot of frustrating roadblocks yeah. from for businesses. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about so mitigating that? We've heard a lot about that, and in terms of DCR, we have a fantastic director in Melinda Bowling. Yes, we do. Who has worked incredibly hard, even in the short time that she's been there, to streamline process and to identify efficiencies for small businesses in particular. Really, everybody, but small businesses in particular. Here's what we know for sure: um, small business owners, particularly in small mom and pops, don't have the luxury of time. Right? right. Time is a, a resource as significant as money, and sometimes more significant than money and so spending a whole day or two days having to go through permitting processes is just not going to work and help their businesses stay afloat at the same time. So, you know, what we have been hyper-focused on, and I know Director Harvey and uh, Director Bowling have been working very closely together, is to really figure out where we can create those efficiencies. And so what I would say particularly to your members and, of course, to businesses around the city, is that that you need to tell us what's not working, um, where the gaps are, where the challenges are in terms of both permitting and other things uh, and other ways of accessing government resources, services, and contracts that you're running into so that we can fix them. Now, here's the deal. A lot of you, a lot of business owners have been telling us that for a long time. But it's a fresh start government, so we need to hear it a little bit more freshly as well. Uh, And we want to make sure that we're working with small business owners to really come up with the – policies and procedures that will make their lives much, much easier. Because ultimately, I need you all hiring, right? My job is to get people back to work. And small businesses really are the economic engines of communities. And without you being successful, you won't be able to hire the people from the communities that need need these jobs. And so Director Bowling is focused on that. Director Harvey is focused on it. I am focused on it. Most importantly, the mayor is focused on it. Fantastic. Fantastic news. Uh, I know... uh we are looking forward to um, a lot of new businesses opening up in, in our neighborhood. We are too, and, <laughs> and, uh, and we want to we want to do everything we can to to make it as easy for businesses to come to this area as possible. Because, of course, we want them all to come to Rhode Island Avenue. That's right. We'll, we'll try to. We'll, we'll try. take a few in Ward Seven and Eight too, though. <laughs> okay, okay. It's only fair. Um, Thank you. Talking about the the grants. Um, I know the um, Great Streets uh, Small Business Capital grants are, are out again. Yes, very and, exciting. Yes. Um, so one of the one of the challenges that we faced here um, has been uh, the businesses that need the those grants the most. Mm-hmm. Um, the because they're you know completely reimbursable yes. grants, they don't have yes. the capacity to even get the the ball started on their construction. That's right. So so how's that looking to you? Unfortunate, right? So here's the reality. I think that this is a piece where um, really smart policy wasn't thought out completely, right? Uh, and I think you're right. We hear about I hear about this from business owners all over the city, um, and and you see the impact of it, right? So smaller businesses who do get the Great Streets grants. Um, sometimes do make very, very small modifications to the facades of their buildings because that's all they can afford to be reimbursed around. So I think, you know, I'm I'm sure Director Harvey talked a little bit about this when she was here, but I think uh, what we are focused on is figuring out what a short-term solution might look like and then what a long-term policy change might look like, right? So maybe it's working with a couple of banks who will float loans to very low-interest loans to small business owners so that they can fill the gap and do the facade work that is necessary to help raise the quality of their business. Um, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a more substantive change of law that doesn't make it reimbursable where we pay the money flat out. 
there's lots to figure out. I think what we would need to hear from small business owners is what would be the most effective way to do that. Now, I have a feeling that they're going to say, hey, just write us a check. Now, that gets sticky, but what I do think we can do is figure out a much uh, better way to deliver those resources to businesses to really help lift them. If you had the $50,000, which is what we've opened it up for this time around, or the $85,000 last time, you wouldn't need the grant in the first place. Right. Um, so I think we, we are all on notice that that's a problem and are working on ways to fix it. All right. Great. Great to hear. Uh, I know one of the things that uh, one of our businesses kicked around to us and uh, was, you know, maybe uh, part of the the grant award is uh, is a is a one thousand dollar or a twenty five hundred dollar starter. Oh, interesting. And, mm-hmm. and that way uh, it can go directly to the initial contractor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and then that starts the reimbursement process. Yep, yep. That is an interesting idea. I think we're we're open to any range of, of those ideas. You know, that that um that's it that's actually really good. We'll think about that. Okay, good. My job here is done. <laughs> <laughs> uh so um other grants, we obviously, uh, we manage the uh, Main Street grant mm-hmm. through the Department of Small Local Business mm-hmm. Development, mm-hmm. Um, and we're able to provide grants to businesses for signage, you know, mm-hmm. some, some light facade work, and, and we have um, a fantastic grant through the Department of Housing and Community Development to mm-hmm. expand on that. Um, I'm going to assume that in your role that you've You've got a great relationship with uh, DHCD and DSLBD. That's right. And, uh, I, I think it's fantastic that we have so many opportunities to provide to businesses. So I think so, too. I do think, though, one of the um, problems that even just sort of talking about where all the facade grants exist is we have a system, that a, a small business ecosystem and government that is uh, disparate and a little difficult to navigate, right? How do you know which agency to go to for what? Um, how do businesses really know how to, to how to navigate that system? And that's another piece that the directors of uh, Director Harvey is really focused on, creating a more uh, streamlined and seamless ecosystem for small businesses. Because again, time is a luxury that many small business owners just don't have. Mm-hmm. They're running sort of every part of their business, from the sweeping of the floors to the uh, you know, running the books. So um, I think we have we are we're very focused on that, and and, and focused on it at the highest levels of government. I think the mayor heard on the campaign trail and and beyond since she's become mayor um, that we've got to do a better job of making it easier for small businesses to work with government. And just listening to you talk about the three facade programs we have for small businesses perfectly illustrates how difficult it can be to navigate. It, it it can and and although we're happy about the resources, <laughs> yes, yes we are. And, and this is where I'll give a shameless plug for for Main Street programs. You know that's I I see that and I I know other Main Street directors will agree with me. You know this is this is our job yep. to be the liaison for our business owners and say, you know here here's what is here's what's available to yep. you and we can help you get a hold of that. Yeah. So I I think that. Um, there, there is a lot out there, and I think part of our job is is to um, navigate that and be a, a little bit of a, an assistance to our business owners. And I think many of you do a fantastic job doing that, you in particular. But what what I hope is that we can have you spending less time on helping businesses navigate and really focus them on helping their businesses to grow and thrive. I right? Like that. Wouldn't yes. that be fun? I like that a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, some of the other 
projects that, that you are uh, overseeing the Department of Employment Services. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys just uh, wrapped up a great summer youth to, employment. Yes, program. yes, yes. Last month we had six weeks of fantastic uh, young people running around the city working at all sorts of places and in particular in several private companies, which we're in incredibly proud of this year. Yeah, I know that there was um, a big push amongst the Main Street programs to, yes. to get some uh, youth working here in, in our various neighborhood businesses. Um, what about, uh, let's talk about jobs training. Yeah. I talk about it a lot, as you can imagine. <laughs> I want to say just one more word about SYP. You know, what we, the mayor um, worked really hard to get SYP expanded uh, to 22 to 24-year-olds this year, which we know has created significant opportunity uh, for those young people. And we've connected a fair number of those young people to employment full-time throughout the year, which oh, I'm fantastic. incredibly impressed by and proud of. But more importantly, the Main Streets have been major partners in helping us identify small businesses for those young people to work in uh, beyond the six-week program. And so we're incredibly grateful to you and your colleagues for that. Um, You know, we talk a lot about job training and workforce development, both in my office and throughout government. The mayor talked a lot about it uh, on the campaign trail. We spend about 160, between 100 and 160 million dollars a year on workforce training and adult education, right? And the reality is we're not getting a significant return on that investment. Um, And so what we know is that we've got to improve it, but because small businesses play such a significant role in employing our folks, we've got to create a pipeline that small business owners can trust in terms of how they are identifying their workforce, particularly if they're identifying their workforce through the Department of Employment Services or other agencies within uh, government. And so we have been really working hard to think creatively about the types of training programs we can develop that small business owners in particular would be appreciative of, appreciative of and would, be, would trust and rely on for, um, for, for their pipeline of employees. So we will be eager to talk more about how we work on that together in particular because, again, small businesses are the economic engines of communities. When small business is thriving, a community is thriving in part because they're employing the people. Uh, So we want to make sure that we are able to deliver a well-trained workforce to everyone, but again, to small businesses in particular. Could not agree with that more. You know, we, uh, one of the, one of our Rhode Island Avenue success stories is Good Food Market. Yes. Just out here uh, a few weeks back. Beautiful. Yes, announcing the the minimum wage increase. Mm -hmm. So happy to welcome you out here for that. Um, And, and, you know, they're a prime example of a business that is, uh, you know, they, since they opened their doors, was paying above minimum wage, yep. and you know they hire from the neighborhood. Um, you know the same folks that I see working behind the counter, I run into walking my dog. Good. So, um, you know they are proof positive that uh, that that local employment yep. happens when you bring in locally owned businesses. You know they are a perfect case study for what we what the city can do right and what we should continue to do right and expand the communities throughout the city. Um, one of the things that I was most impressed by was the, when, I, when I was checking out that day from the store, the, the young woman who checked me out, you know, she, she is a longtime resident of the District of Columbia, a longtime resident of Ward 5, uh, and incredibly thoughtful about the type of service that she gave to her community members, right? And that's what small business does. That's the magic of small business. Um, you know, my brother's a small business owner. Director Harvey was a small business owner and will probably go back to being a small business owner when she leaves government. Um, I just don't have the entrepreneurial bug, but it's so important. And Good Foods Market is the perfect example of um, business doing right and doing good and making a little money, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, we see it up and down uh, the various 
Main Street programs in D.C. and, and all across D.C., whether they're okay. in a Main Street program or not. It's, it's, a, it's a fantastic opportunity. So for so thinking about the summer youth employment program and the jobs training, um, do you see any specific trends for for uh, young people to be looking at as far as career paths oh, in D.C.? So there are a number of them. This, you know, um, industry in this city is off the charts, right? Everyone knows government is a huge industry, but that's not the only industry. Um, the uh, the um, uh, Hotel, you know, working in hotel and hospitality is a huge industry. But what I would say uh, is, is something important for us to think about as we engage young people in particular because they have remarkably high rates of unemployment uh, is that we really need to just focus on getting them into um, small businesses that we know will grow and thrive. So the responsibility of government then becomes helping them grow and thrive. Um, the trend, though, that we know is true is that small businesses are the second largest hire in the city behind government, um, although my uh, hospitality folks might disagree with me, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's accurate. Um, and so, what we again, what we've got to do is help to make sure that we're standing up more small businesses. And it's not just about starting a small business, because what I've come to know is that it's easy-ish to start a small business. It's really hard to keep it going. Um, and so, again, that's where government has to step in and really be helpful in making sure our businesses are thriving effectively. So what do you think would be uh, the most beneficial? Let, let's look at, think about a business that's, that's been around for uh, two to five years. Uh, they are, they're past their initial, mm-hmm. we made it through the first year of our existence, yep. uh, and they're, they're looking at expanding. Um, what, what do you see um, DMGO's role in, in helping them grow to that next yep. level. So I think part of what we have to do as a government, again, which I'm not sure we've done incredibly well historically, but we will start doing much, much better, uh, is making sure that we're helping businesses develop a plan so that they can thrive beyond the initial starting point, right? Part of what happens, I think, over time, two to five years, five to ten, and certainly 20 to 25, is that the market changes in communities because communities change. And what we don't do a good job is, of is helping small businesses, who some of whom are incredibly sophisticated broadly, some of whom are very sophisticated in a very specific thing, really think about the next wave of opportunity for them. Right. And I really believe that's what government has to do. I keep talking about capital uh, because... I know how critically important it is, right? My my brother manages the payroll. Sometimes I've helped him manage his payroll. Um, And so I I understand how hard it can be when the money is just not coming in. And so also figuring out some gap support and financing that would be for small businesses, I think, is a critical component of what we have to do to make sure that businesses get from that one to two-year mark to that five to ten and ten to twenty-year mark. Right. So we have, uh, I think, a a really – fascinating mix of businesses as I mentioned earlier some brand new hot off the press some that have been here 30 or 40 mm-hmm. years where you know we're talking about Dudley's Beauty College we're talking about Carl's Subs we're talking about DC Dragons you know really mm-hmm. they've been here practically since they paved the road that's right know? that's right um, I mean Dudley's is sort of a, a staple like I mean it's just they all are but yeah you know, D- Dudley's conjures to mind a vision of what the city looked like before and what it will look like in the future, right? Right. And, you know, I, I know Melanie uh, over at Dudley's, she, you know, her, her goal is to make sure that she is training the workforce right. for the future That's in right. D.C., which is fantastic. Um, and one of, the, one, of the, one of the challenges that we've heard 
from uh, older businesses is, uh, well, we don't want to be run out of business mm-hmm. by these new businesses. Mm-hmm. And you know, my response is, well, then what, what we need to do is make sure that you have every bit of an opportunity to compete. That's right. Because, I mean, you know, there are some absolute diamonds mm-hmm. uh, of businesses, but the, the thing is these days, if you don't have a website, or a Facebook page, you might as well not exist. You know, nobody's looking at the yellow pages anymore. So, do we even get that anymore? I don't know. I I think I used one for a doorstop (laughs) the other day. um, So, one of our challenges is is trying to get everybody on as level a playing field as possible. Um, And and so, we use some of our our DSLBD Mm -hmm. programming funds for for that type of marketing, but. I think that that's going to, to take some special attention and some special mm-hmm. uh, encouragement yep. Yep. from organ- from offices like Demgeo and from you to, to say to those longtime businesses, Let, let's help you let's help you be on an even footing. So I think that is is right. You know, here's the reality: the district is changing, thriving, prospering in ways that I don't know that any of us foresaw 20 years ago. Right, um, and I think. What is both where there's an opportunity is that that means everyone gets to grow, thrive, and hopefully every single neighborhood and community will get to benefit from that prosperity and experience it um, in 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 the same ways that communities like Rhode Island Avenue further down and um, Petworth and H Street have experienced sort of that revitalization. Um, And my job is actually to make sure that happens, and so it will. Um, so well, confidence, right? Yes. Well, you got to have a little bit, right? That's right. Um, but the other piece is, you know, making sure that the businesses that have been here grow and thrive in a in a really intentional and thoughtful way. Mm-hmm. And part of that is about talking about <clears throat> the change, but the other piece of it is about making sure um, they are ready for the change, prepare for the change, and and embracing of the change. Look, I've never met a business owner that wanted to go out of business. Not one. It's like a football player retiring. I've never met a football player that ever wanted to retire. Um, And so I think you're absolutely right that we have a responsibility to give them some special attention and help them um, stay the course uh, and adapt to a new and changing environment. Um, Particularly as neighborhoods change and improve and prosperity gets shared among uh, communities, We'll see costs go up. We'll see a whole range of things. And, again, it always brings me back to the same thing about capital. That means we have to be doing more to help re- to help business owners, particularly resident business owners, uh, identify new uh, capital opportunities so they can stay just where they are and grow their business mm-hmm. just where they are. But also there may be opportunities to grow in other places in the city um, where some of these business owners who have been in these communities for years can expand not shut their doors, but expand the other communities that also need a lift. Uh, and they can play the same crucial role that they played 20, 30, 40, or 10 years ago. Uh, and so we also want to be encouraging that type of thinking as well. Interesting, interesting. I, you know, I, I got to say, I'm in my myopic view of it must happen on Rhode Island Avenue, I didn't even think about expanding to other places. But Look at that. Yeah, look at that. You well, you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I got a bunch of overlooked and underserved <laughs> communities I have to think about. Because I would want businesses that are looking to expand from their neighborhoods mm-hmm. to expand to Rhode Island. That's right. Yeah, all right, all right. That's right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have another cup of coffee and catch up with you here. <laughs> a cup of Zeke's coffee. Thank you very much. Uh, Uh-oh, I know yeah. where I'm going when I leave here. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, 
Ron, you'll have to edit out this pause because I just completely <laughs> lost my uh, my It'll train of thought. I got so excited about um, learning something new. Um, I think I was going to go with. Uh, well, no, I wasn't going to go with that apparently because I don't remember. Well, anyway, <laughs> we've blown each other away so much I that. Oh, let's let's just let's do this on a regular basis. Let's. Okay. All right, let's do this. So I'll just count you in and either go to the next question or if you're wrapping up, just kind of do that. Okay. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two. So, so Deputy Mayor Snowden, it sounds like... Uh, Please call me Courtney. All right. So, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Courtney. Um, so, Courtney, um, it sounds like um, what your overall message here is, is that um, it's not about fighting for a bigger slice of the pie. It's about building a bigger pie. It's about building a bigger pie, yeah. And um, and it sounds like uh, you are uh, just full to the brim of, of ideas to help small businesses grow and uh, to grow employment in the District of Columbia, which is you know music to my ears and and of course I'm sure to the to the businesses throughout the District of Columbia. Um, are there any other initiatives that you would like to discuss today? Oh, there are a bunch, but I can't just yet because we're going to roll some fun stuff out. One uh, partnership that I'm really proud of is the partnership that we have with Google. Uh, and I'm really proud. We have partnerships with a number of great companies. But one of the reasons why I'm so excited about the work that we're going to be doing with Google is because we're going to help get some businesses on the map who've never, ever thought about being on the map. Nice. And I mean the literal map. Nice. Uh, so that when you Google a business in Ward 5 or Ward 7 or Ward 8, they pop up and as we talked about, some of these uh, businesses that have been contributing to our city for a long time haven't started to make their presence known online. And we know that's going to make a huge difference. I have been um, working incredibly hard to use businesses in particular in overlooked and underserved communities and being very intentional about that. And it's harder than one might think because a fair number of resources uh, that one would rely upon, dry cleaners, cobbler shops, um, key makers, just basic everyday things that you need that have typically and historically been on main streets mm -hmm. are not on many of the main streets in the district That's anymore. That's I'm saying. If they don't exist on the web, they don't exist. They don't exist. So having to navigate that has been a, a challenge, and I'm really excited that what we will get to do is really help those businesses create a presence on the web and then importantly grow their businesses because we know that that is what comes with that. Right, right. There's much, much more that we're doing, and I think um, we are incredibly excited to watch the changing DSLBD grow. Um, Anna Harvey is watering it in some pretty amazing ways, and She's we will fantastic. see. Isn't she awesome? And her energy and commitment and advocacy to and for small business owners is uh, something I, it, it's both infectious and I'm incredibly, incredibly proud of it. You have a few advocates uh, in government, the mayor being the one leading the charge. And so um, what I know for sure is that small businesses are going to have a very different experience in this city because of the work that is getting done right now. And we invite all small business owners to be partners in that work because ultimately you know best what the city needs to do for you. And so we need to hear from you. Um, we are easy to find. We're right online. You can also email Anna Harvey. Her, her uh, email is online as well. Um, and we are we're here to both be sounding boards and to provide resources more importantly, to listen to you about what you need to ensure that your businesses are growing and thriving in the city and so that you're doing the thing that I need you doing most, which is hiring. Fantastic. So um, to, to listeners, if you want to um, see a little bit more uh, about what um, 
the Deputy Mayor for Greater Economic Opportunities office is about. Their website is dmgeo.dc.gov. That's for Deputy Mayor of Greater Economic Opportunity.dc.gov. Um, I hope that you will join us again in the future when you can talk about some of these yeah. initiatives. We'd love to have you back on a very regular basis. I welcome it. I'd love to be here. Well, thank you again um, for joining us today, uh, Deputy Mayor for Greater Economic Opportunity, uh, Courtney Snowden. Thank you so much, Kyle. Appreciate it.